Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson and here with me is... Joshua Motoshow. Awesome. So let's get right into today's episode. So on today's episode, we haven't really spoken a lot about stocks or what stocks we're interested in. And some people recommended on our social media platform to talk about some stocks that we're looking into. And another follower made it interesting and said, hey, why don't you talk about stocks that would be less than $100 that are good investments? You know, something that could potentially turn into, I don't know, $1,000 possibly. So I was like, okay, cool. I I could do that. If it was like $10, that would have been really difficult. (laughs) But they said $100. So I I think that's pretty fair. I think that is a possibility. So Joshua, what's your first stock under $100 that you would recommend, not recommend, but like you would put on people's radar? Like, hey, I really like this stock. This is something that I am invested in. What's your take on that? So even before I I go into this, I just think about some of the biggest winners Mm-hmm. The Teslas, the Amazons, the Rokus. Do you know most of them actually started from under a hundred dollars? Yeah, I mean the stock has to start from somewhere, you know. Exactly, it has to start from somewhere. So it's just an encouragement that you don't have to buy a thousand dollar stock for sure. To make you can start from the ones below hundred, and they can grow to thousands. Yeah. Who knows? Well, let me get into this straight up. So my first company I'm going to be talking about is called the Lending Club. Lending on that interesting LC. Yes. So basically the market cap of this company, it's a pretty small company. It's just $2.7 billion. Mm-hmm. So it's a smaller company. And this is just a little background about the company. They launched in 2006. Mm-hmm. And basically they were a pioneer in the peer-to-peer lending. I'm sure most of you have heard about that. And what it did was to provide a marketplace for individuals and businesses to obtain loans from each other without having to go through a traditional bank. Oh. Right? And this is the theme we've been seeing, you know, even become more popular. Yeah. Time. But these people were actually the pioneers behind it, and it worked for them a lot. However, something happened in 2016. What happened? In 2016, <laughs> in 2016, the FBI opened an investigation against them, actually. Right? Ooh. And basically, they accused them of getting their a loan originator right so the loan originator is the bank they use to fund loans and they got accused that they misled the loan originators in order to get higher loan volume and i mean the fine that they gave them was basically a slap on the wrist two million dollars but a lot of investors lost faith and the stock actually tumbled from over a hundred dollars to under five dollars in 2020 so okay, why are you recommending putting this exactly. stock over here? Interesting. Something interesting happened because this stock has risen from below $5 to, um, I think the high this year is like $35 because of what happened. And I'm about to explain that. So in this year, actually, earlier this year, they acquired a bank called okay. Radius Bank Corp. And this company actually is not, it's not a physical bank. It's an online bank. But if you look at the awards, they win the award for the most usable bank, you know, the lowest rate. So it's a pretty good bank. And it's also a digital and it's a branchless bank out of, out of Boston. Okay. Up with that, they also acquired the bank charter of this company. Many people think Square were the first company to acquire a bank charter, but it was actually the lending 
club. And here's where it gets interesting. This is a big deal because they do no longer they don't need to use external banks to fund their loans. Previously, oh. they used to have to pay 3.3%, you know, per transaction, right? Kind of to fund the loan from the external mm-hmm. bank. But by acquiring this bank, they don't have to do that anymore. So that rate has dropped from 3.3% to just 0.35% because basically it's their own bank you know, yeah. funding the deposit. And this represents a 90% reduction in this expense or liability they had to pay all the time per transaction, hmm. you know. And because of this, they have more free cash, you know, to flow to other research arms of their business. And the company in their last earnings call, the CEO stated that he's expecting their loan origination to grow 45% this year and for the revenue to grow even higher, 55% this year. So I think in my opinion, that is a great opportunity. Definitely, I feel just like the same way the government comes for these big tech companies, for the fintech companies, it's always going to be a recurring theme. And I think this is where knowing what you own is very important right so in my opinion i think the lower the lower valuation because it's way off its highs the lower overhead costs and the excellent revenue potential for it from the bank acquisition makes us a good buy for sure that's actually a really good one i think mine would be lucid formerly cciv and now it is lcid for sure ev gang you know what it is everyone is now hopping on this electric car train for recently released their electric truck and apparently it's extremely hard to get i think lucid is a great company because if you're interested in a company like tesla you would definitely be interested in lucid and one of the reasons why i really like it is because at its 52 week high it was 64 dollars and 86 cents and that's the highest it has been basically yeah but currently it's trading at 26 dollars 22 cents that's crazy. And the reason why it's crazy is because they're going to start delivering. Productions have already started and delivery is going to start as early as October. Right. And a lot of people like late October, people are going to start getting this lucid vehicle all over. There have been a lot of pre-orders around the vehicle and it's also extremely innovative and as exciting as Tesla. The only caveat here is the price tag, but they have said that Tesla is not their direct competition, that they are more in line with the luxury vehicles. So they're not competing because Tesla is trying to be more mainstream where they're your focus now, according to Elon, is trying to bring prices down. And I saw recently that Tesla was able to beat production estimation, I believe, by 71%. That's crazy. Wow. For a company that a lot of people have been saying is overvalued. And mind you, just regular vehicle, I believe GMC, Ford & Co., some of them are actually seeing a t- 22% decrease in the amount of their vehicle. Like, they're not able to produce just this. And here, Tesla is beating expectation by 71%. So if this EV train, and also remember Biden's infrastructure bill and all these things that favor, you know, eco-friendly, climate change friendly, everything of that nature. So they're in the forefront of this just as much as Tesla is. So I believe based on the fact that it's way, way above, below its highs, and also with the fact that it has been faster mainly because the technology is here a lot more because you know tesla has broken that wave and people are able to have access to this electronic vehicle technology a lot easier right so what i would say is that the speed at which you're able to accomplish it 
with the hype around electronic vehicles, with infrastructure plans in place to actually support this, I believe that, and also because it's far away from its all-time highs, I believe that this is pretty solid. This is a, this is like Black Friday for this kind of innovative company, for sure. However, I do have a question. <laughs> yeah. What do they have? Because now Ford is about to make their own, they have their own basically, right? General Motors, even Mercedes. I can bet, what if Audi pops up, even the luxury brands, what if they start making their own electric cars? Remember, they have the, uh, the fan base already. That's what I love what you just said. Yeah, I love what you just said about having that fan base. And I, I think about like Starbucks and all these like fancy companies that are exclusively this way. You know, when other companies like people were saying something, I think it was a drunk elephant. I don't even know what that coffee company is called. And they said you're going to compete against Starbucks. I feel like because of how exclusive this club is, think about Tesla. I mean, Honda and Co. already have the customer base. Why are people jumping ship over to Tesla? I think it's also, it speaks to the quality of their product as well. Yeah, they could be able to adopt this, but is it going to be as good? Is it going to have the same value? It's also a brand. They're not just selling the efficiency of the vehicle because if it's just efficiency of the vehicle, nobody's going to buy Mercedes or Audi. They're selling a lifestyle, a brand. That's what Tesla is selling. It's not just a car company anymore. You're looking at something that is a lifestyle, uh, you know, like a status symbol, things like that. And that's what Lucid will be for electronic, like for luxury vehicles in that EV space. So yeah, Mercedes can do that, but they also have a lot of product line and how quickly can they do it and how efficiently can they do it compared to Lucid? That makes sense. I'm excited to see how the production line will be. Hopefully they can, you know, get the production and sales up. For sure. For sure. Okay. So my next stock I'm going to talk about is Pfizer. Ooh, which is oh, kind no. of not as interesting as the high growth stocks, but I actually think this company has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. So the market cap of Pfizer is 240 billion. So obviously it's a large cap company. Mm-hmm. And um first things first, they have a dividend yield of 3.6%. You know, and oh. that alone for me is really, really good. If you're a risk averse investor, you're like you just want your small 3.6% every year, even though the Stock prices don't appreciate. Like Pfizer is the one for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's a great company, and it also has a really good dividend yield. And also, I was looking at their last earnings call and the transcript, and the CEO said they're forecasted to grow their earnings in the double digit over the next five years. You know, which is obviously greater than ten percent. It's not bad at all for a company well, this size, two forty billion uh, market cap, and they plan on growing their sales by six percent average, which is not too hot. You know, compared to the Amazons or Roku's, but for a company kind of at this stage, I think it's stable enough. Okay. What I find interesting about this company and you know, before I go forward, this these numbers actually exclude their COVID money. Hmm. They've probably they made a lot of money from their vaccines. Yeah. However, this growth and earnings number does not even include that. Wow. You know, so it's going to be much higher than this. So they have a drug, a new drug for it. It's a blood thinner. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's called Eliquis. And I was reading about it today. Actually, they made it in partnership with Bristol Myers Quip, which is another pharmaceutical company. They just won an appeal in the court so that 
no one can actually come in direct competition with this their drug until Ooh. april 2028 wow you know, so that was the case they just want so we're in 2021 right we, we have about seven years you know just to be enjoying revenue from from this company they generate 4.1 billion from this drug last year and guess what in this year they've made sales of 1.4 billion which is a 16 percent increase from last year i mean in the, in the second quarter mm-hmm. right they're also working on an oral coronavirus drug so just from what i've listed this has so much potential right and mm-hmm. even though you're like oh this is too much for me at least do it for the dividend yield yeah so, for sure i feel like with you know pharmaceutical drugs and like big pharma and all that stuff some people have just some feel some type of way about you know capitalizing on people who need drugs you're like people are actually in need of these things and you are trying to make a whopping profit because i mean i understand you have to pay for the research and all of that it's like a whopping profit they usually make like ten thousand you know just returns on returns on returns you know like you're being stingy and stuff so I could see the annoyance with investing in pharmaceutical companies. However, you know, like you said, do it for the dividend yields and if you're a safe investor. And that's if you don't feel guilty about investing in big pharma, I guess. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you said I don't. Well, okay. We'll see. But anyway, my next stock would be Revolve. Take a symbol RVLV. So if you like Lululemon and you've been looking at how lululemon has been trending you might like this stock because it's under a hundred dollars right i have personally invested in this stock and since tooth march of 2020 i believe i have made yeah last year 2020 march 2020 i have made over 520 percent in the stock yes at its highest (laughs) if i know at its highest, it was $74.82. Currently, it's trading for $64.70. This is insane. You know why? Because the market has been rubbish for the past few weeks. It's been struggling. A lot of stocks are dropping 20%, 30%, 40% away from their all-time highs. And this is just barely 10%. $10 away from its all-time highs. So I believe the fact that it's showing some sort of strength in a weak market makes it a wonderful stock. And now people are like, okay, what do they do? I'm interested. Tell me what they do. So they're basically a retail brand targeting millennials and Gen Zs. So they are more focused on high-end products. For me, I personally think that their products are pretty expensive. So what do I do? What did I do instead of shopping from them? I bought their stock. That was how I did. And now I've made so much money from them. And I'm like, man, I still buy stuff more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably won't still buy stuff from them because if I had bought like their $100 dress rather than investing last year, I would be down. That dress is probably what zero right now if I had bought <laughs> it. But now with $100, that would be what like five times what it is today. So you see, you see what happened there? But it wasn't just 100 I, I mean, I did put small change in there because it was worth like barely anything before but now look at it today so i think it's on trend and it has this kind of lululemon following around it so i believe that they're on track to be if so anything wealthy, no exactly, yoga. exactly. <laughs> they said yoga i think more so because they're a fashion brand appealing to people who are 
not as interested in like maybe like Gucci and Prada and all that kind of stuff, but still don't want fast fashion brands like Fashion Nova and Shin want something quality, right? And not like Zara because you'd be like, man, sometimes I feel Zara be making China stuff and they sell at markup prices. But these are pretty quality stuff. And I've seen a bunch of influencers too talking about it and they've been consistently beating earnings. And that's crazy for retail brands who were suffering because mind you, Kohl's were suffering this year. A lot of these retail things, Macy's and Kohl's were suffering this year. But somehow these guys have been beating earnings consistently. Which is crazy. So I am definitely excited about Revolve. Where Now, would I be here the next five years? Who knows? I think possibly if I see something better, I might jump ship. But for now, I am a happy camper. Very happy. <laughs> for sure. So I would definitely like to mention some honorable mentions. Yes, this is not quite $100. It's about $117 last time I checked. It's called Affirm. This is the buy now, pay later type deal. I know. I love it because one of the things I read recently on Yahoo Finance, they mentioned how 50% of the population would do some sort of buy now, pay later for their yeah, for their Christmas gift. And we know how much is made from Christmas. We know how much. And I they've not even calculated Thanksgiving as well. I don't know if a lot of people do gift uh gift Remember, giving. They also have to do with Amazon. Exactly. Have exactly. And we know Amazon's like Black Friday equivalent is always mad. That's where they get cap money. So they're into wrap up some serious dough. That's what I personally believe. So it's not quite less than a hundred dollars. But hey, if you give up like maybe going out to eat, that's $100 plus that money, you could buy one of a firm. So I think it's an honorable mention. Not quite that, but I definitely enjoyed this episode. It was definitely something I was excited to do. So if you guys are interested in that stock, those stocks we mentioned, please share this podcast and definitely shoot us some DMs, some questions, or in our comments, what stocks you're interested in that are less than $100. Bye, guys.